Hey guys, you're listening to The Boys Review from the 47th Hour. I'm Toby, and I'm joined on this journey by Guy. Hi. And each week, we'll share our opinions on the latest episode of the series. This week, it's episode 2 of season 3, The Only Man in the Sky. If you love The Boys, like and subscribe, and let us know in the comments what you thought of the episode. And don't forget, we also release new episodes of Star Trek Strange New Worlds and the Orville Review podcasts every week. So Guy, this is episode 2 of season 3. Big, big start last week. What do you think of how this story progressed in this episode? The season one opener set up a lot of hooks, lots of different storylines to follow, and they do address almost everything in this episode, and they do progress it quite nicely too. Did you see the um, the little advert right at the very beginning for the deep taking down the leader of the Church of the Collective? <laughs> I really do love those adverts. They're not cheap to make. They do take time, they take effort, and they really remind me of the same kind of humour and fun that they had on that Starship Troopers film. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we have Huey finally finds out what Rev River is, and it's the orphanage. So he manages to get to the orphanage and uses that USB stick to download the information that tells him who Nadia is. Yes, that's the reveal of that Dan and Nadia are, well, not related, but he is her adoptive father, yeah. I didn't see that coming at all. Nope, couldn't have guessed that, even if I tried. It was a nice, nice little twist, and it was put in there quite well. You won't think, think, well, hang on a minute. No, that doesn't add up. Yeah. We've also got Frenchie and Kimiko confronting the Crimson Countess. Now, this was at the funfair place. It was really, really rank and run down. I don't know if that was just me. Uh, It was great. I I thought it was fantastic, the fact that it looked so shoddy. I think they did that deliberately to make it just look absolutely diabolical. (laughs) It was was brilliant to see that, you know, this, this is exactly where superheroes go once they've retired. Yeah, it's the home for retired superheroes. It was great. What do you think of the Crimson Countess? I think she's great. Oh, brilliant. The whole stage production was just brilliant. (laughs) The fact is, is that she made it her own, and uh, it was this awful tribute to Soldier Boy. (laughs) My favourite part, did you notice what was playing on the telly? Oh no, I wasn't paying attention. It was her upcoming musical release, and she'd done a video for it. Oh, it was called chimps don't cry oh chimps don't cry yeah yeah you remember that now <laughs> i was like they've gone to the trouble oh, brilliant. of getting the actress to record that just for that little bit in that little scene i was just like this is just a show that pays attention to detail it really does <laughs> in her efforts to try and leave and to use her powers to stop her pursuers she killed somebody in a costume <laughs> it was brilliant only on the boys really isn't it i thought it was hilarious butcher confronting gunpowder i love that scene especially in the car parking lot yeah you knew something was up when he was shooting you're thinking what's he gonna do what's his little skill set and then when the bullet starts bouncing on stuff and it grazes his face you know it was meant to graze his face yeah it was the perfect shot yeah. But then straight away, Butch is like, obviously, this is something to do with sound, maybe. So if I fire off all the car alarms, he'll get confused. And he did. So it just shows you that Butch is thinking on, you know, he's firing on all cylinders at this point. Yeah, thinking on his feet, absolutely. Exactly. But it does mean that that is the event that convinces Butcher to take the V24, which he does. And wow. Let's say round two with gunpowder. Very one-sided. Yeah. We talked about this on the previous episode and the potential, what could it be? And that they dangled the carrot for Butcher. 
so quick as wow. And then they slice the car, and then a couple of seconds later, the head. Yeah, just when you think Butcher is a dangerous man and likely to do just absolutely anything random, mm. and give him superpowers. Whoa. <laughs> Given how we've seen him in this episode, what I would like to see is kind of a play towards the end of the series where there's a confrontation between him and Homelander because I think that's possibly what they're building to at this point. But then I would like to see the next season is him becoming the new Homelander. He's the one that they have to go after because he's just gone off the rails. There's definitely a potential for that. I think that could definitely be an interesting sort of twist on on the tale. I'm really, really interested to see where this goes. The other thing we have to talk about is the birthday celebrations. (laughs) Yeah. Now, over the episode... This plays mm. a sort of backseat, doesn't it, really? You know it's happening. You know it's building something. This is the boys. It's not going to be a normal birthday celebration. We know that. Uh, we know also that he's really not happy with Starlight being co-captaincy. And he makes changes to the script. You come out and here's your back and dancers and you're going to sing happy birthday. And she goes, happy birthday to you, like that, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, maybe a bit more like Marilyn Monroe. And she's just like... <laughs> No. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when the whole power play comes in with Stan, solidifying his death warrant. (laughs) Just to say that when he says, no, if Starlight doesn't want to sing, then she doesn't have to sing. At this point, she has the higher rating, doesn't she? The audience appreciation index, whatever you want to call it. It's 96 or something, isn't it? Which is much higher than Homelander's. Something like that. You get towards the end of the episode and Homelander goes, should we say, AWOL. And he just says it as it is. And he says, you should be grateful for me. I liked him just being a little bit him. Because it was the first time since the beginning of the season where he started actually acting a little bit more like himself. Mm. Stan, who's sitting in the audience. He's not happy. (laughs) Obviously, this is all brought on by Stormfront's suicide. Uh, I say suicide Lucy because we didn't see her die. And I'm always very, very wary when we don't see a death on screen. I don't know. I think, yes, I think she has died. This show likes to show people dying. They had a great opportunity to kill off a main character there in style, and they chose not to show it. So I'm still a bit apprehensive about her being actually dead. Mm. I did love how he found out up on that building. <laughs> conveniently placed advertisement board yeah that was brilliant it was just the fact that ashley arranged all the cameras like this is gonna be great (laughs) he's gonna save her he's gonna save her and she's like i'm gonna jump he's like no don't do it you're my save you're my birthday save and then it's like stormfront is dead he's like you need to jump (laughs) just it was brilliant she was just in the wrong place a wonderful bit of cinematography Oh, completely. And then the splat. <laughs> a couple of seconds later, just trying to like cover the camera up and bring it down. It's like, love, it's been filmed. This is helping no one. So this is the second episode. Do you feel this is like on par? Do you think it's better or worse than last week's? I'd say it's on par. So are you looking forward to next week? Absolutely. I'm interested to see where they go with the Compound V24 stuff with, with Butcher to see whether there's going to be a lot of side effects. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I thought A-Train, brilliantly hilarious. Oh yeah, his new outfit. And his A-Train's Africa docuseries thing. It was just brilliant. <laughs> what was the other series as well? It was like a beat, wasn't there? And she's like, is this a series about the slave trade or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, thank you for your ideas, 
Your phone, you. <laughs> just, it was just brilliant. I don't get why he's still on that team, really. Well, there's another speedster, isn't there? There's plenty of people out there you could bring on board, isn't there? And why just seven? That's a very specific number, isn't it? I kind of like the fact that there are seven of them and you kind of f- follow each and one of their individual stories. It's quite nice that way. So that's it for another episode of The Boys Review. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe and check out our other reviews on our channel. Join us next week when we'll be looking at the third episode, Barbary Coast.